0: Is Meredith Paniotopoulos. I attend St. Nicholas in San Jose. I was a director for, oh man, probably 10 years. Let's see. I don't even know. I was a director of a high school group first, and then those kids graduated, and George and I were asked to be the general directors of the dance program. So we did that. And while we were general directing, we became directors of advanced senior groups, like two different titles of the groups. But it was kind of a continuation. Uh, and then some things happened. I take a step back. My daughter fractured her skull during dance practice. And I was like, okay, I think it's time to
1: focus oh my gosh. somewhere else for a little
0: bit. Uh, so yeah, I took a step back. And then I was kind of focused on costumes for a bit. And now I'm just
1: a mom helping my kids with whatever they need in their groups. <laughs> Not just. That's that's a huge deal. Um, <laughs> the skull fracture. Holy cow. That's yeah, terrible. That
0: the, the scariest parenting experience of our lives.
1: I mean... Yeah. I, I'm a pediatric nurse. So yes, I'm going to say you, you won that on the bingo card. There you go. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, um, welcome to the podcast. So can you talk to us a little bit? Um, and for everybody who's listening today, I have to say, I'm going to pause here actually and, and reverse Nico, do you want to say hi? Cause this is new for everyone. Hello. Yes.
2: Guest, uh, co-host here, fan of the podcast. Actually you do a great job. So really happy uh really happy to be here and excited.
1: Yay. So Nico is taking over um co-hosting not just guest. I don't know, you know, you're like the real deal. Like oh, I'm going to get you huh. a business card. I'm going to promote Yes, promoted. He's been promoted after day 1. No, I'm just kidding. Um so can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved in Greek dance and and you know, where that sort of started for you? Okay. Um so I Became
0: Orthodox when I was eight. My whole family converted, um, but we were Antiochian Orthodox. Mm-hmm. And then George and I met the, like after I had finished my first semester of college. And that was my first. I mean, I'd, I had gone to the festival in San Jose s- since like a couple times in junior high and high school with a friend. But I like watched the dancing, but it wasn't anything that I was super like interested in or connected to.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
0: but meeting George was like sort of I entered the Greek world. <laughs> uh yeah. So we started dating six months after we met. And then six months after we started dating, we started talking about kids. Wow. And then good for you guys. It's fast was, for me. I was 18 and he was 25. We weren't going clubbing. <laughs> at the beginning thought I was like typical white chick with no rhythm so we went to a party in Berkeley it was actually Billy Horace's older sister Christina's party because George (laughs) went to school with her in Berkeley so she invited us to a party and we were just like dancing and he like almost passed out because he was like oh you actually have rhythm (laughs) So then I was allowed to share in the Greek dancing aspect of his life. That was the final test for him to know that I could possibly be the one. This will work. I had to I had to pass the Greek dancing test and be okay.
1: I love that. That's amazing. So
0: yeah, after he realized I had rhythm, he started teaching me in his yayas. Front fancy living room. And quick question
2: here. Uh, this is important. Were there plastic? Um,
0: there were not actually.
1: Oh, they. The furniture was. Wow. There might have been plastic on the tablecloths, but I not know. on couches. Okay. Yeah, the plastic on the tablecloth. I grew up with that, so I get that. Like I, I totally, the tablecloth. I like. I've had
0: one but the kids still rip them up. So <laughs> <laughs> it's very practical. I, I understand, understand it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he started teaching me in his, yeah, his front living room. And then, then he started letting me come to dance practice. Cause he was still directing the high schoolers at that point. And the first few times I was, there, like he had already taught me the dances they were learning, but he wouldn't let me dance with the kids because I didn't have the arms down right yet. So that took a little time. Uh, So yeah, I started dancing with the kids and the group. I went to FDF for the first time with them and just watched them all perform, which was like killing me because I knew the dances and I just wanted to be out there dancing with them. Then the year after that, I became a director with him because I had been kind of helping for that whole time. And yeah, we just kept going. We got married, kept directing, had kids, kept directing. And then, yeah, it was the skull fracture that made me really take a step back. <laughs> Warranted.
1: <laughs> I feel but- like.
0: Before the skull fracture, the summer before that, we took the group to Florina and that made it like that connection so much deeper, the experiencing the places. And I think it was driving through an all but abandoned village Mm -hmm. that really struck me how important this is. Mm -hmm. How we're really carrying history, and it's kind of like a living
1: Aeoniae mimi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I sort of wonder, or it might postulate, if that hits you harder than some people who grew up with it and kind of in ways take it for granted, you know, um, or maybe not take it for granted, but don't go as deep with like right what you know like that village is gone but we're carrying on maybe a dance that's adjacent to it or you know could have come from that village or could have come from people who were in a certain area of Greece who are no longer there or whatever it you know it might right. be um yeah very heavy
0: there were we danced I can't remember the villages Georgia I mean I can look at this but let's see.
1: Was that your first time in Greece?
0: No, we went for our honeymoon. That was my first time.
1: And then actually
0: we've taken our oldest two before that. That might've been, that was my youngest at the time's first trip. And she learned how to walk while we were in in Florina. That's a special, yeah. That whole trip was just like incredibly special to us.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. I
0: feel like. Was it in Guatero?
2: And that's up in the Florida region? Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: But um, it's one of the villages where nobody really lives there anymore, but people come back in the summertime.
2: Like many places now, uh, everyone comes back for the summer or the baniyiri that is dedicated to that village or big for that village. Yeah. So,
0: so it was a quiet day, but we were all in the platilla and they started playing the music for us. And we were dancing in the platilla and people started coming out Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: getting excited and dancing with us. There was like a Yeros who came and was like showing all his tricks. It was just Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like that stuff just made it so meaningful. And yeah, once you get that deep with it, it's hard to, go back to just the stuff we have here. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Definitely yeah. perspective.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's, and it's, it's kind of sad that you, these younger generations probably not get to experience that. I mean, myself, I've had a handful of experiences in those remote villages in different parts of Greece that that stuff doesn't happen anymore or yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, and we, as best we can, can remember or pass on these stories, but it's just so different to live that, yes. to experience that. And and it really takes your <laughs> gratitude for this amazing culture we have mm-hmm. uh, to just a whole different level. And definitely I would say part of what made me want to go deeper into, uh, more of the Ettheum Ethema, mm-hmm. you know, just everything in general that that went around because it's not just Greek dance, you know, there's so much that follows uh, with that uh, with the religion and with mm-hmm. older traditions too. it's everything everything comes together as one,
0: yeah, yeah, I would say I'm not as involved in dance, but with the kids, we carry on a lot of traditions. Uh-huh. Especially around holidays. Uh, one that we missed this year that the kids were upset that we missed is on um cheese fair Sunday. Which
2: uh-huh. was F yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: we do this tradition, it's from Macabonia. You you hard boil eggs and
2: oh I know it you
0: put it on a stick with a string and then you sort of like bob for The
2: egg. Yeah, the kids have to put their hands hands behind their back, back, and they all kind of sit in a circle. And it's usually the oldest uh, man of the house, the nikukiri, and Mm -hmm. uh, so you know he'll he'll move it around to the kids, and they have to yeah. It's like bobbing for apples, and um, it was actually kind of funny because I was talking to these so cool ladies from Pittsburgh while I was in Arizona. Uh, They were visiting uh, irrelevant to FDF. And uh, <laughs> we're talking about how they do that with their grandkids as well. So I was really happy to to hear that that you know these traditions are still being being done. That's so much fun. Yeah.
1: I have never heard of that. Um, but Most being, people haven't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's up north. That's why. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um something really hit me. Two things hit me when you were talking. Um one, thinking about like when my You know, my mom was born in Greece, but when let's say my grandparents generation, excuse me, so many left, you know, to come to the States for a better life. Right. So there was that exodus of population at that point in time. And then I, like in my head, I was picturing thinking about, you know, okay, who's in the village now? You know what I mean? It's like my older cousins who are like second cousins really, but whatever, Um, you know, and they're my some of them are like my parents age or the ones who are my cousins are like in their fifties, you know, maybe closer to pushing 60. Um, And then it's like, instead of having 12 kids, right. They have like one out of like the whole family, like the generation below there's such a sharp decline. And I was like, gosh, I wonder how many kids actually go to the school in the village these days. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's that idea of the, the village that's shrinking is a real, real thing. Like it's not just the villages that maybe people don't live in necessarily anymore. You know, when you were like, people don't like, they come back for the summer or they come back for whatever. I was like, Oh, that doesn't really happen. And God Brothers. like, people are there all all the time, but I'm like, but wait, it's so much, the population is so much smaller, you know? So the traditions have to be carried by so fewer people. Um, I even think about that with like musicians and stuff, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like I feel like every, not everyone, but a lot of males back in the day would play some sort of instrument. And now it's like maybe just a handful, um, which, you know, <clears throat> I don't know what, how you solve that or how you, how you help that. But well,
0: that's another thing we're trying to do with our kids is yeah. have the instruments. And actually yeah. our oldest money plays violin. She hates
2: <laughs> playing the classical stuff? Oh.
0: stuff. No, she only <laughs> wants to play the Greek.
2: Stuff. Nice. So,
0: <laughs> George has bought her a few books, but even if if she has a song she really likes, she'll just learn it. So like a year.
2: Cool.
0: That's, that's how. She, that's like how they play. used to
2: do it.
1: Yeah. And for her. Um, When we were at HDF, I was talking with um, Stacy Zubarakis, and she was like talking about how she tried to get her oldest. I guess he kind of plays guitar a little bit, but not like seriously. And she was like, "Dude, if you really did this and you played like Greek." instrument she's like all the ladies would love you when you get older and it's like so so beyond him you know (laughs) um but I think the other thing that really hit me and and feel free you know I don't know how much you want to dive into this but it's so interesting how people who have converted to orthodoxy and obviously you know you were you know in a different sort of sect or cell of orthodoxy than straight on Greek orthodoxy um, are often those who are really strong keepers of the traditions you know I think about like Jordan Elrod and um, like Lindsay who you know as well because I think her family converted I, I I think or maybe they were orthodox but she's uh,
2: half or I think or yeah yeah
1: But I don't know
0: what your thoughts are on that. That that is one of the things that I was going to say. That I feel like my upbringing sort of prepared me to be a Greek wife in a way. Um, I was homeschooled up until high school, and I learned a lot of like crafts. And I didn't learn to play an instrument, but I learned to sing. I did it choir. Um, but I learned the weekend I met George, I learned how to knit, but before that I had already learned weaving and beading and all kinds of stuff like that. So I had all these little skills Mm -hmm. that made Greek costume making so much easier. (laughs) And it actually, yeah, George saw me knitting and was like, "Ah, oh, traditional
1: skills, good wife material." <laughs> I was going to say George lucked out. <laughs> yeah. George is a lucky guy. <laughs> <I know it. laughs> um, do you homeschool your kids now? You don't have to answer that. No, question. I only
0: did it during the shutdown years of COVID yeah. cuz the distance learning thing was absolute
1: hell. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I totally I bet. I bet. Um, yeah, I I can't imagine homeschooling. Um Nowadays, although I feel like um, that's something that I will probably do by the time I have a kid, because who knows what the world's going to be like? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I totally lost track of where I was going with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Traditions. This is what yeah, happens. Some, some happen at...
2: be being outsider.
1: Yeah. yeah well, yeah.
0: Yeah. So actually, yeah, meeting George and kind of coming into the all the Greek traditions and culture, it was just so beautiful. And it was, it was something I felt like that I never had,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: was missing from my life. So it really, yeah. I'm just so grateful to have been welcomed into it in such a beautiful way.
2: Um, yeah.
0: It's, like it's a, a treasure.
2: Side, it's a I'd treasure. i like a sidebar because I don't know how was... As far as making friends in the Greek community, how was that for you? Because I've heard mixed things from.
0: In the beginning, it was really good because George was so involved um, and I was just by his side all the time that I was really welcomed in. Uh, It wasn't until later that drama stuff
2: Hmm. started coming into play you know, the goofy kind mm-hmm. of drama. Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm. They, they sure did. <laughs> They're really good at it. <laughs> They're really good at it. Um, but it was also too, I think, cause I was
0: working with high schoolers
1: um,
0: and I had like just the right age gap. I was like five years older than the kids at that
2: point. So so, you're still kind of like the cool director. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, was I was like hanging out with like them. I was looked
0: up to more. And it wasn't, yeah, it was like the dynamic of that was easier than probably my own peer group. Mm-hmm. And then oh all yeah, the yeah, that's of course, as soon as they could see that I was doing all the traditional things, were <laughs> excited oh, to let course. me in. <laughs> yeah.
1: They were like, yes. Tocalo <laughs> 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 yeah Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's awesome. That's amazing.
0: Um, yeah. That's the other thing. Language. Uh, uh, language had been important to me from childhood. My parents took my older sister and I on a missions trip when we were little and I celebrated my second birthday in Japan. Oh, cool. We learned to sing a few songs in Japanese at that point. And I just remember sitting in our living room one time and having, I don't know what, where I heard it, it was on TV or something. And they were talking about how important languages and how children can pick up languages so easily.
1: Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to learn
0: languages. Uh, But I didn't really have an opportunity until high school.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I learned French. I took three years of French and I did really well. I blessed with an ear for language. So then, yeah, when I met George pretty quickly, I was like, all right, he speaks Greek. His dad is from Greece. So mm-hmm. I want to be able to, you know, speak in mm-hmm. the language That's plus, true. plus also not <laughs> allow anybody to, to be talking behind my back in front of me. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I started with like CDs And I did it actually without talking to George, and I surprised him with it. Oh, wow. And then I found out the the school that I was going to had a Greek language class, but it was New Testament Greek. Oh, Oh, interesting. So I learned how to read (laughs) and write, but the pronunciation... A was bit so nuts.
2: Yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. even like work with George on the pronunciation, and then I'd go to class and I'd be reading out loud. And the teacher would correct me.
2: Oh, that's gotta be difficult. Oh and my very gosh. Confusing. So, so confusing. confusing.
0: Blepo aftos. No, 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 no. Blepo autos. Like, oh my gosh, no. <laughs>
1: it's terrible.
0: It's like, I'm not going to speak it the way that you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine you come home from class and you're like, George, I, this is what I'm learning. This is what I'm he'd be like, no. <laughs> um, that's so cool. I mean, talk about like an amazing way to kind of grow into something. I don't love the word assimilate, like it doesn't bother me, but I just think you're growing into it. Like you're growing yourself into the culture and, and with the culture. Um, I think that's, that's really awesome. Um, one of, I don't know if I've ever really asked this question in a podcast, but I think I'm going to start asking it because it correlates to um, what I'm doing for my doctoral project, which is totally different. But when you think about your involvement in Greek dance, like obviously you've, and it's not, so I, I guess it sort of diminishes it when I say Greek dance, but you know, the whole, right? Like you've done so much, you invested so much of your time, right? Your relationships, a lot of it was built on that, you know, or, or influenced by that. So on and so forth, however you look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, when you think about like what your legacy is in Greek dancing or, you know, related, um, what comes up, like what, what feelings come up when you think about that?
0: I think about the connections, that we made, um, the connections that we made, and then also the, the like, the regions that we chose to carry forward
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and how that affected people. Like, we did Pieria one year, and it was something that hadn't been done for a while. And there was a man in the auditorium who was from there and he mm. was in tears afterwards just happy to have seen something from where he was from so like those are the things that I think of mm. and then my like, kids too but yeah like the connections like most of our body were our dancers or mm. danced with us um yeah I mean-
2: it really does build lifelong friendships and yeah it, yeah it's
0: our advanced senior groups we became a family mm-hmm.
2: and that's that's really what greek dancing at least for me a big part of it is is getting you basically get this whole new family that you get to enjoy and have fun because it's it's like this is a strictly a fun thing yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well yeah and, and i think some people who you know, there've been some conversations and some offshoots on Facebook and stuff like that about like competition and all this kind of stuff. And somebody, um, Peter V, Peter lajacos I think, um, brought up like you, competition gives a reason or a justification for working on this stuff and for continuously pushing. Now, if if people aren't going out and doing the research and aren't going out and, you know, they're just kind of doing the same exact thing that they've done every single year. That's that's up to the group and the directors and the resources that they may have. But competition gives you the platform to say it's important to continuously drive to keep you know this culture alive. And mm-hmm. and when, when I read that, I was like, wow, like that's... Yeah. It definitely has
0: a, an important role. It does. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was just, you know, I was kind of brushing up on some comments because in a few weeks we have a big podcast about judges and I know we'll get into the discussion about competition. And if you didn't have that, we wouldn't, we likely wouldn't, wouldn't hear. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. No,
2: definitely. Not. It is. Yeah. It
1: definitely is an important part of what drives
0: the Greek dance,
2: especially mm-hmm. whether you hate it or you love that. It's just the it's nature part of the it. Beast. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm going to ask, I think I'm going to ask everyone this season, except I already recorded one episode, but whatever, that's okay. I'll go back to him. Um, like what their legacy is. Cause I think that's, that's important. Like yours is with obviously not necessarily only what you've done, but also so much with your kids, you know, yeah. and like when Nico and I talk about stuff, like, I think if we weren't so involved in Greek dance because of our families and, you know, extended families, that's maybe we wouldn't be here. Like that's also, that's carrying on the legacy. Right. Right. Um, So thank you for participating in that (laughs) random question. I was like, I'm just going to ask that. George Um, also
0: have me hold up uh, some of the embroideries that I've done.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'd love to see it. That's such a talent, a talent. I can knit scarves. I'm really good at knitting scarves. Ask me to knit anything that's circular and it just grows and grows and grows. Um, so like I knitted a hat once knit, whatever past tense. And it was like, it fit on like my computer screen. <laughs> it was so huge. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> it's a koozie for my computer. <laughs> um, but so talk about your group a little bit, like, where do you all dance from? What do you, what areas do you focus on? And, and um, how do you kind of bring that to life for the the kids or how did you bring that to life when you were more involved as an instructor?
0: So when we were doing advanced senior, when we first started our advanced senior group, Vionicos, um, we started with kids from who were here for college. There were a few kids left in San Jose who wanted to continue dancing, but we had like four or five kids who had just come, they were like freshmen in college and they'd come from, then we had kids from San Diego and from uh, San Juan Capistrano. We had kids from Fresno and Oakland and Seattle. We'll try. Yeah. And, and even a girl from Greece. Mm. And it was like a scrappy group of kids from all over the place. And we started holding practices. We weren't getting the best attendance. We kind of were like, are we going to continue this? What are we going to do? Do we want to go to FDF? And everybody was like, yes. So we're like, okay, all right. Well, if we want to go to FDF, we need to get serious about this stuff. Um, and our son was a baby. And we decided to have his baptism, I think the first weekend in February, which was insane, especially <laughs> because we were. <laughs> At that point, it was crazy. But the kids all came together. I think, I'm pretty sure it was his baptism. No, his baptism, that was what bonded everybody because we invited all the kids from the dance group mm-hmm. and. That, that kind of is what started making us a family with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were, we were doing, I believe it was, we were doing a Christmas suite mm. from Thraki. So that's another thing. We like to, Center our sets around some kind of tradition, and we would teach the kids Uh about those
1: traditions.
2: That's really Uh great.
0: And so we learned some Kalanda, and that Christmas as our Viaconia,
1: Hmm.
0: it was either I don't know. Some years we did it for Viaconia, and some years it was a fundraiser. We would go caroling. I love that. And that was another thing that brought those experiences where we would sing to older people. And there was one, I don't even remember which, which song it was, but there was a song that one of these people started crying because they hadn't heard it since they were a kid. So those were the kind of things that we wanted to bring into the group as well. And to show these kids, this is how meaningful and powerful this can be.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, we, and then the following year, I think is when we did PIA and we told the kids, we're like, this isn't going to win us anything. (laughs) (laughs) Do we want it? Are we, why are we going, are we going for medals or are we going to carry on traditions? Mm -hmm. Are we going on to present places that are underrepresented? Um, so we got them all on board
2: Cause there's definitely years that I I really appreciate that. And personally, whenever I would do uh, or try to put sweets together specifically for FDF, it was something, you know, that was a little bit off the beaten path, you know, so it's not always easy to do that, but uh, you know, you know, they're, sure enough, you're going to see creton Sure enough, you're going to see Thracian, right, yeah. Sure yeah. enough, you're going to see Pontian. And you know, depending on the years, a lot more than others and whatnot. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, and nothing to say that those they're all it's great areas. Like, yeah. It's just uh, you know, it'd be it. It wasn't my thing to keep
0: doing, keep the, same, doing yeah. the same
2: thing. I, and 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 to challenge also the, the kids. I think. Mm-hmm. You know to for them to know and in my personal opinion have them be well-rounded dancers so you want to do island sometimes you want to do mainland you mm-hmm. want to you know it's just uh it, I, I think it's something that or I wish it's something more people would do and you know yet have that attitude like it's okay if we don't get something it's right. not, it's not about the competition like yes the competition is is great but there's we more. also have. There's, there's, it can be more than that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Look, and what you guys are doing with uh, what you guys were doing with you know teaching them the calendar which was probably way more work to <laughs> do <laughs> than just to teach them dances and a few songs, but uh, but they're getting a way more well-rounded um, understanding because, and that's the other thing too, is they start learning about. And I'm guilty of this. When I was a dancer, I didn't know half. The, if uh, i would say 90 percent of, <laughs> of the dances it was day one day two right yeah, you know? yeah. i was like oh which one the third dance it's like all these dances have names they're from Reeves, right right you know and yeah that's, that's so-
0: something that always very important to george always making sure that they know the names of the dances they're dancing where they are from if there's some kind of history or tradition behind it that they are at least aware of it some kids will remember it and carry it but because other kids won't yeah fine. but at least have it presented to them yeah that's right after that what did we do we did gagos mm. and uh we did a lot of work on the dialect and pronouncing everything correctly that was another thing that was important to us that anything we were doing wanted to do to the best of our ability Mm -hmm. as as authentically as we could
1: yeah absolutely I mean I think it's out of respect for the people you know and sometimes you you know back in the day, it was like, oh, you trust people who come in to teach because you think they're an expert because they're executing, they're teaching really well. Right. And then you realize like, oh my gosh, you know, um, this couldn't have been further from what we should have been doing. Um, but you know, I, I think, I think that's so important, especially when you're weaving in like languages and dialects and, and stuff like that, because to me, that's so much more intimate, if you will, than like an arm hold. You know what I mean? Like, okay, an armhole. Sure. I can understand where the differentiation between the villages or, or whatever it may, that may stem from. Um, but when you're weaving, weaving in like how people speak, you know, and, and something that, you know, not a lot of people speak that dialect these days or, or sing that song or whatever it might be. I just, that's just so much deeper to me. And the history
0: behind why and how they got there and that, mm-hmm. that stuff. Like just like as full of a picture as we could possibly get. Is what Absolutely.
1: We yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's so interesting. And I, I think I'm gonna leave this in because I don't think these people listen to the podcast. It's not bad, but um when we were at HDF this year, um there was a group, they're from South Carolina, they're, there's a whole bunch of Carpathians from a, a specific village not the village I'm from, I don't claim to be an expert in Carpathian dance, but they were doing a dance that, um, they were saying, you know, it's this ethyma and they do it around this time. And I have never, ever, ever heard of that. (laughs) I've never seen it there. I've never seen videos of it. Um, I've only seen it with my like Macedonian Florina friends. Um, I've just never seen it. And I was like, I don't, I don't think that's right. Like that's true what i would have rather them say is we know that this is from florina and we've taken it and now we do it in carpacos too you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i just i was like so put off during during the performance i was like maria fix your face because i was sitting <laughs> up at the front i was like fix your face maria but it just and there was something
0: similar at fdf this year george was just talking <laughs> you
2: yes. Know about it. yes oh yeah. really a little yeah. bit yeah uh-oh drama um no
1: i i mean and again i'm not an expert these people grew up in carpathos i i didn't you know i was there in the summers but and again from a very different village um but i'm just like you mean to tell me these carpathians were doing that i don't believe it they're so insular they're so pardon my i'm gonna offend carpathians they're so inbred with each other and i can say that because my mom's not from carpathos <laughs> like i'm like there's no way there's no way so Uh, It's just, it's so interesting to me. Um, And again, did they just make it up for competition? Maybe, I don't know.
0: That's what gets hard with that stuff too. And Mm -hmm. it's like, we were talking about that earlier as well. Like these people who you trust as experts and then all of a sudden something comes out and no one's believing them anymore. And it's like, was it a trend? What are we, what, Mm -hmm. what
1: happened? Right, right. Oh yeah, there's I mean, I can remember way back in the day and growing up in upstate New York, um, there were some teachers who would come over or they were studying at one of the universities and you know, they were like, Okay, we're gonna teach and and they would teach stuff and it was very like showy. It was like the stuff that you get when you go on like a a one-day cruise from Athens, mm-hmm. you know, which <laughs> you know exactly what you're
2: talking about.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's a there's a place for that. Like my mom was our dance teacher for a while and she had all these videos. From Greece, and it, that stuff was on there. So that's what we were doing. You know right. what I mean? Um, but I, you know, looking back, you're like, what? A, what a sham! What a hoax! <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we'd be great, like for for tourists, um, it hire us for the boat. But right. yeah. this is not what you guys doing at home. <laughs> <laughs> and that's
0: interesting to me too. The history, even of FDF, and like. The history of Greek dance in America is an interesting. Like mm-hmm. there was a video
1: of, of
0: how it developed from where it went, from where it came from, how how far it has come.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Patty League is doing a lot of work on that. I don't know if you know who Patty League is. Um, so he is, I don't know if it's his exact title, but he's a a professor at um, Florida State University. Uh, he is also like the uh, director of the music for the center of the Americas. So he does a lot of work. He's a very accomplished musician has a lot of um, interesting research on Greeks who immigrated to the Boston area Mm -hmm. um, and has like some primary sources of like their songs that they wrote out and brought with them. Um, But he is in his research and in his like role of the director um, he's trying to kind of, categorize and and look at greek dance in america um chronologically cool so yeah it's just hard because so much of it also um has been kind of gate kept yeah
2: there's that there's a lot of that actually yeah
1: yep um and if you think about like the giants of greek dance that number is diminishing as well you know yeah so i'm like we just need to like download Joe Graziosi's brain <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know but i think about like him and and other people and i'm just like where are the up and coming like where right. where's like yes. the mini joe graziosi yeah. you know <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean we we're dealing with that even at our church for festival stuff it's like we missed the transition
1: yeah absolutely Absolutely, I mean, Nico. I feel like you should step into a role like that. I don't know.
2: Uh, <laughs> that I'll <laughs> be honest, I would like to do that. It's, but it's so time consuming, and yeah. I mean, I've talked with uh, a little bit with Joe, but uh, Yvonne Hunt as well, who've basically spent their lives doing this, you know. And it's just, you know, for some of us, we can make that work. Some of us, it's uh, you know, we do it when we can. Um, There there are some people out there that uh, are definitely doing good work, documenting. uh, But uh, but it's definitely it's basically a full time job. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And there is a university. Um, It's not the one that's in California that has the like Linux studies department there's apparently a university in indiana that a lot of people a lot of greek dance folks are archiving their stuff at and my question to the person who was telling me this was but then how do you access that yeah because mm-hmm. a lot of times you can't if you know if you're not affiliated with the university and like what does archiving do it, it preserves it but how do you disseminate what you're preserving you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so um I don't know. That's, the, I think that's a goal of this as well. <laughs> These conversations too, you know? Mm. Um, so talking about traditions, I love that you love traditions. Um, what's your, do you have a favorite? Do you have something that, um, I know we talked about the egg on the string and the bobbing for the egg, but anything else that you really love?
0: On Saturday of Lazarus, we make lazarakia they're little breads shaped like little men and they are delicious. We do those with Yaya and the cousins usually the year, even in the lockdown COVID year, we did it via zoom, um, which was like soul crushing. Actually, it was, so it was like really solidified how much we missed each other. Yeah. Um, we do that one. And then like the Lazarinas, the girls, actually, we have all the kids put together baskets of flowers um and we sing kalanda tulazaru together and if we have a relative that is engaged a bride to be we will bring the flowers and deliver them to her oh nice um but if we don't we will usually bring them and leave them at Papu's Oh. Yeah that's so special that's really so there's a mix of like the tradition tradition and then family tradition that we do too Yeah, but yeah those are a lot of fun and it really it, it like brings holy week in with like this connected and joyful little traditions that we do together
1: yeah I love that that's that's awesome um, and then this is it go ahead Nico no, 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 it's okay. No, no, you go because I was
2: asking I was going to uh, uh, ask another question. Yeah, I go on to favorite uh, things. Uh, is there an area or a specific dance or something that uh, really resonates with you, or that you would say is yeah your favorite? Or is there? Do you do you have? Uh,
0: Inspiration is, was my first love. I would say mm-hmm. it was what I started with. Um, I, I do love a good Monovisiotico. Mm-hmm. but the Florina stuff, I think because we traveled with our advanced senior group there for a summer, um, that stuff has a really special place in my heart too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm sure the memories are very strong with it. There was one night
0: that we were supposed to perform at a Panetti, but it rained. So Mm -hmm. we ended up sitting in a room with some older couples and swapping songs. And that was incredible. That was like one of my favorite memories from that trip.
1: Yeah. I I love that. I, I think those moments where the unexpected happens, you know, with within boundaries, um, usually yield like the coolest experiences. Um, it's just, it, it's so weird for me to hear rain in Greece. I I had only seen it when I was doing Ionian village. Um, but (laughs) I can, I can imagine that like, that was like, if that wouldn't have happened, you would have never had that experience. Right. Yeah. So cool.
0: And then the rain stopped after the singing too but we still it was the bunny eating has already been canceled yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: that's so wild that's so wild um what are your like plans for the future with dance
0: i don't really know i, I feel like with the kids we definitely still have a connection mm-hmm. um, i would love to continue costumes have always been interesting to me when we were on our honeymoon I spent hours videotaping costumes in museums <laughs> um but yeah like just all of those hand skills that were put into these amazing it's just mm-hmm. to me. so like that stuff I really love that has a special um but I do I miss directing I miss directing with George especially it was something that Was a huge part of our relationship. It was something that really bonded us close together. Mm -hmm.
1: So I missed being on totally the same page. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Exactly. I love the thought about costumes because I think that's also very similar to musicians. Um, Those are skills that not everybody, like, I learned
0: how to sew because I was homeschooled. And even, even women my age, I've talked to, and they're like, yeah, my mom's sewed, but she didn't have the patience to teach me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, I'm so grateful for those skills.
1: Absolutely. Cause I mean, again, like it's a, I don't want to say a dying art. Cause I, I don't like the connotation of that, but like, how else do you do that stuff? Or you, you know, how can you stay traditional when you have to actually like make or weave something or embroider it. Like, it's not just, you can't just buy the fabric, you know? (laughs) Um, So I I think that's amazing. Um, And it's a skill that you're right. I think, you know, you don't learn traditionally, like in home ec, Economics, like um, dating myself, but yes, we learned how to sew. But like, I can sew a dress for you. I can make a real good pillow. You know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, you got stuck somewhere.
1: Well, exactly, and that's like I I helped with manianti's <laughs> our oldest,
0: this year, making dresses, and I'm like, was amazed at. I was like, wow, I, 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 I'm so comfortable lining something now the first time i lined something it was like super nerve-wracking mm-hmm. and
2: frustrating yeah
0: and i'm like <laughs> wow i can snap these out <laughs> mm-hmm. right yeah but all of that is built over time and yeah you have to
1: stick
2: with this stuff
1: mm-hmm. oh definitely
2: and, and i would uh, add that as we're progressing you know, it's harder and harder to find. And I find this outside of dance. I'm talking about kind of any aspect of life at this point. Uh, materialistically speaking, if you're looking for something, it's get for me, it gets so much harder to find something specific mm-hmm. to the point where I, I've just had to basically build it or make it myself because i know what i'm looking for i just can't find i get close but it's just it's just off enough off that it's I, I say i'll just i'll just do it myself yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> same way <laughs> yeah i'm going through that with my cabinet person for the cabinets yeah. in my condo <laughs> and i was like no no this is what I want, you know, but,
2: yeah. Yeah. me in the motorcycle world. Exactly that. <laughs> I look for some, specific, I want something specific and it's just like, well, that doesn't exist. So I have to make it from scratch.
1: Right. Which is slightly terrifying too. So it's also know, exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, be- I mean, I guess maybe it's because I live in the state of Florida and people ride those things without helmets. So
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah i don't know about that
1: one yeah there's a i'm gonna totally cut this out but there's a guy who cruises around and i've seen him on like the roads in in boca so you know like normal streets and i've also seen him on 95 which huge interstate obviously um his motorcycle license plate says i poppy (laughs) (laughs) he he has a knee brace like, he's an older guy, so. Oh, so
2: he's wearing shorts, basically, is what you're saying, too, right?
1: Correct. And <laughs> he's always smoking something. So, like, rolling through Boca, he had a big cigar in his mouth. And then when I saw him on 95, we were all stopped because there was a huge accident. So, I mean, he had time to, like, do what he wanted to do. There out came the cigar again. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you not <laughs> I don't understand. So,
2: well, Oh, no, I definitely, I, I knew one of my buddy's dad's. <laughs> He would just we'd go on, we did uh rides for a few days even and yep, cigar right in the mouth, just trucking along. <laughs> he had a special helmet too, so that he could, <laughs> that it could lift up so that he could uh he have, have a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's like welding the helmet. I don't know, two weld helmets. <laughs> it's I don't exactly know. what
2: I there mean. <Yes>.
1: And the ashtray pops out from under the
2: chin, you know. <laughs> right on the chin, yeah. <laughs> <picnic>. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh! Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> anyway, maybe I, that's actually kind of funny. Wait, yeah, I'm going to see iPoppy tomorrow. I know it. It's like you know, <laughs> I'm going to see him somewhere. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a complaint. I'm not gonna lie. That's that's.
0: My older that's sister bad. lived in Florida for a little bit because her husband was in the Air Force. And we uh, <laughs> visited them, and they're like, "By the way." Florida man is real. <laughs> oh yeah. What? Florida man does this crazy thing. Florida man seems to be... am <laughs> like, okay.
2: Yeah, they say type in your birthday and Florida. There's always some kind of like really interesting or great story to have to be had in Florida Man. It,
1: it is real. Um, yeah. And and you know what? It's interesting because they're like the Greeks down here too. Um are kind of like Greek Florida men, some of them, you know what I mean? Like
2: oh, do elaborate, elaborate.
1: I just, I feel like, um, they, you know, when you go to Greece and like, you see something at someone's house, like how they've rigged up something and you're like, how is that like not electrocuting people or not starting a fire? but it's working right like somehow it's working <laughs> that happens down here in florida too like <laughs> i feel like it's kind of like little hordeaux you know and i'm like okay <laughs> cool
2: this is yeah like we'll make it, we would do it in I yes. so yeah. i'm gonna make it <laughs> make it happen exactly there you go it goes back it's really close so i mean there, there there's got to be some of that rubbing off too Oh, yeah. Those, at least the mechanics down there are magicians. Like the stuff that they do. There's even a show about it, actually. Like how they make literally anything and everything they need with scraps. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty insane.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of that comes from like when you don't have, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when you have a finite amount of resources, again, like what we were talking about before we, we started this, the difference... Greece is not America. Greece will never be America. Right. So, um, you do what you can with what you have and, and treasure comes out of that, you know, beautiful things. Um, you're so right about the car mechanics. Although the Cubans who fix elevators have missed the memo on that because they <laughs> break very quickly <laughs> oh, after that, the cars, they're good. No, yeah, no, 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 no.
2: See, that's job security, right? <laughs> <laughs> Difference. Different. They're smart.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, so kind of to, to sort of, you know, round out. And I do want to see some of the stuff that you've, you've created. I think, I mean, I know the people can't see this, so who are listening. Um, but what is like a hope of yours for the future? You know, thinking about supporting the culture, Greek dance in the future, like what would you love to see if, if you could write the future of our culture and our traditions? I would love to see the connection
0: get to the depth that, I think it should be at because I think a lot of times these days the kids are going and it's great they're building relationships with each other through dance, um, but they're not actually getting all the history and the meaning behind everything. So I think there are levels. Um, I would love to see it get to a deeper level, and and those because I feel like the connections to Greece. The, the further the generations get away from the further they get away from their history. Mm-hmm. Um, and their connection to, to Greece, even there's families that, that don't go back and you know, yeah. I just think there's so much treasure. It's such a beautiful culture and there's so much beauty and depth to it. And I would love to see that carried through.
2: There's so much and there's so much we've lost so, we really, I feel, have an obligation, at least people who truly love this and enjoy it. And even if not, even if you just want to get started, you know, mm-hmm. there is so much out there and every little bit helps. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And that's with the levels too. I'm mean, like, some people aren't going to have as deep the feeling for it. It's sure. just the nature of human beings. But, those of us that have that deeper that we carry it forward and offer it at least mm-hmm. on those connections and chances to have those deeper connections.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I love how you said that it's a, a feeling and that could be at a different level for someone. Um, and it, this goes back to like why things like FDF, HDF workshops are so important because someone might be, at that medium level, and like they like to just attend things, or they like to go for the competition. But if they, excuse me, immerse themselves, excuse me, in more stuff, that level they might level up, right? And they exactly, could be the people exactly to having like to the carry things team. on.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, we we've talked about this in previous podcasts. You know, if Greek culture wasn't so closely tied to the religion. This also wouldn't be a thing, you know, you go to church, you go to dance practice right after church, or it's, you know, the next day and like your parents trust you to go because you're going with your church friends. You're not like, you know, piling around with kids in the neighborhood and it could be the same people, but you know, that's kind of how we (laughs) grew up. It was like, okay, they're, they're at church. They can't get into trouble. Little do they know, but you know,
2: (laughs) Have I got
0: some Oh my gosh. Yeah, auntie told me last night something that happened at a birthday party. And I was like, oh my gosh. Right? This was an innocent thing for me, but wow.
1: Right? I know. I know. Um, but, it, you know, I think about like, I don't know, even back in the day, like my dad growing up, he did Boy Scouts because it was at church, you know? So it was just, and like his church still has a Boy Scout group. So it's mm. like. like thank god it's so closely tied for us um but i also think we we have an obligation like what you what you all said you know i think nico you said there's an obligation there um and i agree you know a responsibility a deep responsibility Responsibility. yeah Yeah, Yeah. that's
2: probably more accurate
1: yeah yeah um but yeah anything what else do you want to share anything else i want to see your stuff it's, it's probably right next to you. Right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so excited. I
1: could tell the
2: Florida band story
1: too. I love it. And Nico, this is your first co hosting podcast. Congratulations. Good job.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Great being here. Yeah. It's been fun.